Yeah, man, that's pretty cool. That's my new intro music right there, huh? Hey, where did you where'd you get that from? Oh, I had it created for me. Oh wow. Cool. Yeah, so that's just mine to use. Which is that's really amazing. cool. Well, thank you guys for joining in. This is the Progressive Mind Center podcast. I'm Tom, licensed clinical social worker and hypnotherapist. And today we're going to have a conversation. Uh, I have Michael Schreiber. He's a good friend of mine, a colleague, a mentor, and also the guy who really inspired me to become uh, the therapist that I am today. So uh, thank you for joining me, Michael. Yeah, well, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I'm always flattered to hear you credit me for you know some of your career choices that you've made that it's all it always warms my heart well thank you yeah it was a real treat to uh to work with you at that place uh, up in new york michael's a therapist up in new york working for the uh va um he's doing great things that he was sharing with me and today's particular uh conversation is devoted to fitness uh health and wellness and its effect on our mental health um, so with having said that, Michael has some interesting things that he wants to share about his journey with fitness. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when Tom, you asked if I wanted to be on the podcast and talk about exercise, you know, I started thinking about my own journey with, uh, exercise, fitness, health, wellness, mental health, um, and and it's been a journey for me. I was not always uh, consistent with health and wellness. And um, it's been quite a journey for me over the years. And so I started thinking about how far I've come and um, how I incorporate that into my work with patients uh, in terms of use of self. And I often um, promote many different kinds of health and wellness, particularly exercise. That is one thing that I do um, talk about amongst various other treatment modalities, but I do see that as a treatment modality. Mm -hmm. And um, in terms of my own journey, you know, I was an overweight kid. Um, I was uh, an obese adult for a good portion of my life. And I had always uh, wanted to be fitter and healthier. And um, I had some stints where I would uh, watch what I ate and diet and exercise, but I was never really able to stick with it for very long. Um, and I had lost weight. Uh, I had dropped weight various times in my life and inevitably put it back on. And um, a few years ago, uh, a friend of mine just randomly asked me and uh, some other friends of ours if we wanted to run a 5K, just kind of randomly. And <laughs> um, and I thought about it and I was kind of like, nah, I don't, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> That's not for me, man. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. um, but then, you know, the more I thought about it, I was kind of like, well, like, all right, like, what if I, what if I did try and do that? You know, what's, what's the worst that could happen? Mm -hmm. um, so I think I at first doubted myself because I had probably failed myself numerous times before. And I thought that I'd probably do it again with my track record. And, um, and so I, I said, okay. So I signed up for it and, um, and I just started running. Um, 
just in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, Forrest Gump style. Right? Yeah, Forrest Gump style. <laughs> um, I started running in my neighborhood, and uh, I downloaded uh, an app uh, to yeah. track my runs and to track my calories, and um, and I started to get pretty good at it, and I started to gain some endurance and stamina, and uh, and I ran my first five k. And, um, and my time was not that bad and I didn't, I didn't stop. I didn't collapse halfway through. Um, and, uh, and it went well and my friends and I end, uh, ended up, um, running several more five K's, um, that year and the year after. And since then I've been much more consistent with fitness in general mm-hmm. and exercise and um dieting um and um i've now switched to doing more weight training and weightlifting and um and it's been quite a journey for me and i feel for whatever reason i was able to turn the page somehow i was able to incorporate this into my lifestyle and i think the the one thing that i that worked for me was making making it a hobby, mm-hmm. um, and what I mean by that is kind of immersing immersing myself in the culture of fitness, um, which for me means studying uh, muscle groups and studying different kinds of diets and trying different kinds of diets and trying different kinds of exercises and exercise routines um and so that that part is interesting to me i watch a lot of youtube videos um because i think it's just it's a tremendous tool and it's helped me quite a bit i've really educated myself and learned quite a bit just just from youtube on its own right absolutely Um, youtube university uh yeah yeah really um and so i you know i was also thinking about the impact that it's had on my emotional well-being mm-hmm. and and it definitely has and i've been trying to define exactly what that is and what it has done for me and i think the main thing is that i think i just feel better about myself yeah um you know i i there are, i've heard some folks talk about exercise and say you know I love exercising. I can't wait to exercise. Mm-hmm. It feels so good. Uh, you know, I just love that runner's high. I never got a runner's <laughs> high, by the way. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I don't know. I, I'm still. I'm still waiting yeah. for that runner's high. I just it comes to- after 15 years, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I so I can't say that that the exercise itself I love doing. Um, but it's just knowing that I've done something good for myself and engaging in a self-care activity that I think that's the real benefit for me. Mm-hmm. For me. Um, yeah. And so I think that that has impacted my mental health positively. I think I just, I feel better about myself. I think I look better and that makes me feel better about myself. It makes me like myself more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I feel I feel more motivated and, and it's gotten me, this journey has gotten me thinking more and more about the concept of motivation and Mm -hmm. what motivates people. I don't know about you, but a lot of my clients 
talk about motivation and their difficulties. Their lack thereof. With being motivated. Um, Especially when it's uh, tied in with depression. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, so it's gotten me thinking a lot more about my own motivation and what motivates me and, uh, you know, and some of it is kind of mysterious to me. I really don't know why this time around has been different. I I really don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, have I matured, um, that I finally find an exercise routine that I enjoy in some way? Um, I don't know, maybe. Uh, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I do know that something is working because, because I feel motivated to do it and, and I get myself to do it and I force myself to do it. Sometimes it's, it's really, I really have to talk myself into doing it. Right. I'm there with you. Well, we know that uh, exercise definitely uh, helps produce all those feel-good chemicals uh, in your brain, uh, hormones and neurotransmitters, uh, the endorphins, uh, dopamine, serotonin, those things. Um, And those have that boosting of your mood kind of effect. Um, And all these things fall into place. You start feeling better about yourself. You start looking better. You feel better in your clothes, the way that you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. Hell, you even feel more, you know, sexual maybe towards your spouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, and all those things help to decrease your stress and anxiety level uh, throughout the day, week, month, year, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they pick you up because life is definitely not linear, uh, emotionally speaking. We know that we have ups and downs. And that's just normal. Not that there's such a thing as normal, but I, I guess we try to strive to get as close to that uh, as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, being stable maybe would be a better term. Right. Um, but we have these ups and downs and uh, that's, you take uh, any mental illness out of it. That's just, you know, uh, we have this range of emotions that we have to kind of uh, deal with and we try to focus on the positive ones versus the negative ones. But uh, fit, physical fitness, uh, not just for the body, is also uh, for the mind yeah. um, and for the emotions as well. So I think that uh, you speak to that. And I can really attest to the fact that um, you look fantastic. I mean, uh, not that you looked like, a, uh, you know, a monster before, uh, but I remember when you were struggling, as I have struggled my entire life with managing my weight. Uh, and I have a passion for physical fitness. It's it's really my diet that hasn't been on point. Um, but that time that I had, uh, that we met down in Florida years ago, and I remember uh, the look on your face, like it, I can still see it uh, now. Uh, and you had lost a significant amount of weight uh, due to all the things you were doing. And you were just looking at me like, yeah, it's me, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? And I don't think I was like looking behind to see where, but yeah, um, you definitely had changed and you've maintained that. Yeah. Um, I, I, for a long time. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, and I'm proud of that. Um, you know, when you first met me, I was much heavier mm-hmm. and, um, and then we didn't see each other for a long time. And then when we did get reconnected, you know, I had, I had kind of started that, that journey already. I, w- I wasn't even I'm trying to remember if, back in what was that 2014 or something maybe yeah something like that yeah 2015, I, don't, I don't remember exactly when but um 
if I had started doing the five Ks, it's possible I made it because it's been maybe about four or five years now yeah. that I, I really kind of just immersed myself in fitness, mm-hmm. health, and well-being. Yeah. You know, and the fact that you have made it uh, not to use the word obsession because that's uh, uh, there's a negative connotation with that, um, but you said uh, as a hobby and. Um, I have made it my hobby too. And I've watched countless YouTube videos and techniques and have tried different exercises to the point of um, purchasing equipment for my garage. And I've built this, um, not that it's elaborate, but it's a, a pretty significant garage gym so that I can have the variety of exercises to try it out. Yeah. And, um, and, and I've really uh, immersed myself into that culture and it's a nice hobby and it takes me away from what I do on a day-to-day basis. It's, it's always good uh, and healthy. I feel in my opinion to have something that's almost completely different than what you do uh, for work um, yeah. to engage in, to turn your mind off, to change it, to yeah. engage your, um, your cognitive function in a mm-hmm. different uh, arena, so to speak. Um, I, I, I'm right uh, on the same frequency as you are with that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, you know, especially I think with the kind of work that, you know, clinicians do, it's a lot, it's very sedentary. And I think if we are going to be a model for our, our clients, I think we have to pay attention to what we do and, um, how we look and how we take care of our ourselves because yeah. you know I, I it's my own judgment but I see a lot of clinicians that just don't take care of themselves it's true it's very true emotionally psychologically physically, physically all of that um and I can understand that to a degree it can be difficult to take care of yourself if you're a clinician um for a multitude of reasons um but that I think um has an effect on our clients because if, mm-hmm. if, you know, I think we have to be in congruence with what we are, we're telling our clients to do. If we're telling our clients to take care of themselves, then we and we're to, not, we have to look like a person that's taking right. care of ourselves. They're not going to believe it. Otherwise, yeah. you know, we're not going to have any credibility. Why this guy's, I, you know, this why guy's telling I me exercise. Why should I eat right? You don't seem to be doing it. Absolutely. This guy's telling me I need to balance out my work, my family, my personal time, my self-care, all that. Yeah. And then you look at the therapist who's providing that or the clinician rather, and they're not doing it. So, like, well, why the hell am I going to do that? You know, right. Exactly. It does, it does uh, eliminate the credibility for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing that I think exercise is, is it's, an exercise in mindfulness mm-hmm. because that's definitely something when I'm working out, I am or training. I'm, I'm trying to get into the habit of, of referring to exercise more as training rather than like exercise. Um, when so you have a heavy to, weight above your head, like you have to be there in the moment. Yeah, um, you do. And I, I'm glad that you brought that up. Cause I was thinking about, uh, trauma specifically and PTSD and how uh, those that are uh, afflicted with that who live with PTSD, uh, they tend to get stuck in moments uh, of time. They're triggered 
um, and uh, they're reliving experiences or they're trying to avoid the anxiety that uh, comes with being in certain situations uh, and exercise, putting you into the moment, engaging in mindful practice and exercise. You, mindfulness doesn't have to be just meditation, just sitting there, you know, with your legs crossed. It can be a, a running or, or doing some sort of weightlifting strength training. Mm -hmm. uh, but it puts you in the in the moment mm -hmm. um, and that helps decrease the anxiety um, it helps take the power away from the triggers uh, and, and can help you cope because PTSD is not going to go away it's not that you can fix it or solve it it's, a, it's always going to be there and when you're triggered it may be as intense as when it first happened years and years later but, yeah. but to be uh engaging in mindful practice i think mindfulness and exercise as a form of mindfulness is a uh, key yeah you know when i when i kind of started uh you know being more involved in physical fitness i didn't expect it to be a mindful practice i didn't expect to have to implement mindfulness into the exercise routines that I was doing. It, I don't know. It just never occurred to me. Um, but when I started learning more about exercise and muscle development, um, I realized this is absolutely a mindfulness practice without a doubt. I mean, if you're mm -hmm. trying to gain, you know, um, muscle mind connection, you have to for the most part, block everything else out yeah. in that moment. You know, mm -hmm. if you're trying to engage a particular muscle or muscle group, you have to really be thinking about that. You can't be multitasking right, at right. the time because if you've got a bar with a lot of weight resting across your back, you're, you're not on Facebook. Else, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, exactly. they may have to come and scrape you up off the squat rack. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, exactly. So you know I, that's that's one thing I didn't expect it to be. So it's also kind of helped me learn mindfulness skills, which you know, of course, that's kind of the you know uh, concept du jour of the moment. Um, mm -hmm. But I didn't expect that, and yeah. I, I think running can be incredibly meditative. Yes. Um, for me, I don't know if weightlifting is meditative necessarily, but it's definitely mindful. It's definitely mindful, absolutely. And look. Um, my brain, uh, although I might not show it, uh, is going like, uh, like crazy all the time. So I've had to figure out how to tone it down and to be able to communicate on, you know, and meet people where they're at. Uh, and when I was learning meditation, I could not for the life of me sit for a minute straight with my eyes closed, just focusing on my breath. That was absolutely abhorrent to me, but getting out and going for a run you know, maybe the first uh, couple of minutes, you're like, this kind of sucks. I'm hurting. I'm starting to sweat. You know, how long am I going to go for, you know? Um, uh, but then all of a sudden, it's like the more you practice that, you just get into this rhythm where all of a sudden, it's not that you're actively trying to get rid or push any of those thoughts out. It's just, they just, they just go. You're just, you're listening to yourself breathe the rhythm of your legs uh, repeatedly, you know, um, over and over again and it just you're in this blissful uh, meditative state in the present moment and it, it is just a wonderful thing um, and that's how I learned how to really calm my mind uh, not necessarily quiet just calm it mm -hmm. and focus it mm -hmm. and be able to use it for me 
Uh, and that has worked out great because it has made me um, an even better uh, clinician, even better mm -hmm. at meeting people where they're at, mm -hmm. uh, but also uh, um, helped me find uh, my path of providing uh, hypnosis and hypnotherapy. Um, yeah. And I, I actually like, it, it was a perfect fit uh, for me. Uh, so uh, of course uh, on this podcast, there'll be uh, specific hypnosis uh, hypnotherapy sessions along with guided meditation because I feel so strongly in that. Um, and, and so I want to provide that uh, for our, our listeners. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, so uh, beautiful that it became a meditative and mindful practice for you and something that you look forward to now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because look, if I'm going to be honest, you know, like I, I want to be healthy, you know, that's something that's important, but yeah. if I can look good, like that, that's, that, yeah. I, I have to be honest about it. That's one of the main reasons why, um, you know, I started to be more, you know, get into more health and wellness because I want yeah. to look better and just, I'm just being honest about it. Um, you know, there's great, uh, you know, side benefits to that. Um, you feel better. Um, you know, your, your, you know, your annual blood tests <laughs> are better. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, I have a history uh, in my family of, you know, some uh, bad genetics when it comes to health. And so, right. you know, it has become about that, too, um, to a large degree. It's not just about superficiality and wanting to look better and about vanity. It's, you know, it's equally about feeling better, yeah. ultimately. Um, Absolutely, and so it's become about that as well, and so that keeps me motivated. And you know, as just as as you were talking, I was thinking about the the aspect of discipline um, is something I think that comes up in therapy a lot with clients, mm -hmm. and I think practicing um, something, doing something where you have to have some discipline involved. Mm -hmm. can help you master other areas of your life. Right. And so I think for me, physical fitness is one of those things. It's cha it's challenging. I don't, I right. fail at it sometimes. I, I don't, I, I fail myself sometimes. I don't meet my own expectations sometimes. And mm -hmm. it's important. You know, they say you've got to train to failure. Right. You know, and that, that the concept of training to failure, um, can be applied to other aspects of life. You know, I'm going to do this thing until I, until I accomplish it. Right. Um, or learn from it and from tweak it, it so from. that I can yeah. be even better the next time I mm -hmm. try to work. On I think this. that, you know, that's one thing that has helped me in, in my life um, to feel better about myself. And, you know, I think it has come across in my work with my patients as well because it's changed me. Yeah. And so naturally I think it's going, that change in me is going to infiltrate the therapy, you know, <laughs> I think in a good way. Right. Well, I think you brought up a good uh, topic about being disciplined about something, whether that's exercise or whether that's doing uh, your dishes and laundry at a certain time, whether that's going out for a walk with a dog, which can be sort of uh, an all inclusive bonding with your, uh, pet and uh, getting some exercise too, uh, so, uh, the social aspect. 
Um, or, uh, and maybe you need to tweak your schedule. Uh, for example, uh, me, uh, I find it very difficult to exercise in the evening times. You know, I work throughout the day and primarily, and you might be the same way, uh, because clients are, my clients are working or in school. Uh, I have to see them later on in the day. Mm-hmm. So uh, by the time I get home, I mean, I'm, I'm already overloaded. So uh, my conscious mind has had it, has had enough. And it, this is when you go into a hypnotic state or you go into your subconscious mind or unconscious mind because um, you're gravitating towards those things that provide you a sense of comfort and exercise doesn't always provide you comfort, you know, cause it's strenuous and uh, it, it can be challenging, like you said. Um, so in the evening time, you know, um, I have to monitor myself because I want to go for, you know, food that makes me feel comfortable, lots of carbohydrates, sugar, fried stuff. Um, and so I have to watch out for that. But as far as exercising, if I had my schedule where I exercise in the evenings and sometimes my wife and I do exercise, but because we do it together and we challenge each other, uh, that's helpful, which brings a whole other topic up. But I've had to tweak my schedule so that I exercise in the morning because I'm fresh. You know, my conscious mind, uh, has been cleared, you know, through my sleep, uh, dream process and I can just attack it. Uh, the way that I need to. And then I, I go off to work feeling really good about myself. I mean, there's some soreness and stiffness and things, but after I work out and, uh, you know, take that shower, get ready for work, put my work clothes on, I just have this, this self-efficacy and confidence uh, to go out and help my clients feeling, I did something good for myself. Now I'm going to help and teach others how to do good things for themselves. Uh, as well. So um, uh, the discipline is really important to do something. And if you need to tweak your schedule, then uh, so be it. So um, see if that changing around uh, uh, as far as exercise goes in the morning, see how that could um, uh, help you in your life. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, um, you know, just kind of thinking about what you were just saying and thinking about what my fitness schedule is, which it, it can vary. I think you do have to come up with a routine, whatever that routine is that fits your lifestyle, you know, because like for me, uh, since the coronavirus, they shut <laughs> gym down at a job. <laughs> I'm lucky enough to work at, I work at the VA and I'm lucky enough that they have a free gym there, a full gym. Mm-hmm. And so um, on my lunch hour is when I really get most of my gym time in, but weeks ago they closed it so i haven't been able to get there and i was very disappointed about that um there was also a part of me um that was kind of like yes i have a perfect excuse now i don't have i don't have the gym i can't go (laughs) um but i i uh you know i I, I, uh, caught myself and um i held myself accountable for that thought yeah Um, and so Instead, you know, my wife and I have been doing some workouts at home almost every day, um, almost every night. Mm-hmm. Put on the old YouTube, find a you know a good fitness video, um, and uh, you know we 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 go to it. And that's mostly in the evening because you know, like you, I I work, I can't work out at work now during my lunch hour, so I have to do it in the evening time. Yeah, and um, and it and it works. It's fine. I I, I I'm not a big workout in the morning kind of person. I, mm. I just, I feel lethargic. 
Um, I feel more unmotivated in the morning. Yeah. Um, so in the afternoon or evening is better for me for whatever reason. You know, you would think it would be the, uh, the other way around where in the morning have more energy in the evening, you're tired from the day, you're going to have less energy, but right. you know, I think it, it, it comes down to what you can get yourself used to doing, right? What you can adapt yourself to what you can be disciplined about and what works for you in your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that works better for you in the morning. That's, that's great. Um, so I think you do have to just find what, what works for you and try and st- and try and stick to it, you know, and apply that to other areas of your life. Yeah. And there are some studies that really show with regards to mental health and wellness, uh, how uh, regular exercise uh, for 30 minutes, maybe two to three times uh, per week uh, does in fact improve the mood. It has an anti-anxiety, anti-depressant uh, type of effect, mm-hmm. um, help you with uh, being in the moment, which uh, can help with like PTSD and uh, concentration for things like ADHD and ADD, um, uh, and like create for when you have anxiety, especially, and this can also be true for uh, bipolar, having a, a structured schedule um, routines and rituals and, uh, th- you know, things that you do on a regular basis that uh, are repetitive, uh, that helps provide that sense of comfort, mm-hmm. um, and safety and security mm-hmm. and helps reduce overall anxiety and stabilizes your mood. Um, so I think these are really key, uh, uh elements, um, to throw out there, uh, for the, for the listeners, for clients and, and things that, uh, it doesn't always have to come from a medication. It, you can do physical things for yourself that have this effect on uh, your brain, your mental and your emotional uh, well-being. Absolutely. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, there is the saying, we are creatures of habit, that we thrive in an environment where there's predictability and some certainty and, you know, especially with all the uncertainty that's going on right now, I'm, I'm encouraging a lot of my clients who maybe are working from home now um, to still implement some kind of schedule into their life. Yeah, um, absolutely. I've been talking with a lot of clients about not allowing, you know, well, I don't have to get up at, you know, 6.30 a.m. every day anymore. So, uh, you know, I'll sleep till nine. I'll you know, log on to my work computer, you know, at 930, maybe I'll take a nap. And, and I'm telling them, I, I'm not recommending that. Because when things go back to normal, you're going to be on your work from home schedule, right? And you're gonna have jet lag, man. You're gonna have a lot of jet lag. Yeah, it's true. So we are definitely creatures of habit. And I think yeah. developing some routine and discipline um, is critical, really just vital and critical. You know, for functional folks, folks who don't struggle with what some other folks struggle with, just having a routine is um, really very important. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I know um, that was a big part when I worked at the inpatient psych hospital. Everything is structured out. And uh, not only for uh, order and safety and security, it's that way, but also it's really teaching the the patients who are there um, that you can have healthier days by structuring out. This is when you get up. Usually you take care of your hygiene. 
um, you get dressed, you present yourself a certain way, you go to uh, um, breakfast and then, you know, you, uh, of course, in the hospital, they go to groups and they do this, but I mean, then you can go to work and then you can have lunch at around the same time. And um, just having that schedule uh, is really, really important. And that's why uh, it's critical right now when we're quarantined, so to speak, to still maintain uh, uh, that schedule and to definitely incorporate some type of uh, human movement, some type of exercise into that, um, even more so now, uh, mm -hmm. to pick your mood up and to release those uh, feel-good chemicals, <clears throat> uh, hormones, um, and the likes. Uh, do you have any uh, specific tips when it comes to uh, diet and exercise that you want to share? Yeah. Um... I don't know that I'm a fan of any one particular diet, unless that works for people. If that works for you, if you're, you know, if you enjoy the keto diet or the Atkins diet, um, then go for it. But I really believe that um, having a varied diet is it's that's important for me. You know, I was I was mm -hmm. on like some low carb diets for a while, and yeah. then when I started doing more weight training, I started to understand the importance of carbohydrates and absolutely carbohydrates aren't uh evil <laughs> right yeah. and you don't gain weight from carbohydrates you gain yeah. weight from calories right yeah. and so when when i learned that like that was a game changer for me for a lot of reasons because it helped um it helped with my mental state i could eat i could eat carbs again like that was amazing for yeah. me to be able to like eat carbs again yeah not have to feel guilty about it. Sometimes I still do. But, you know, when I was on like a low carb diet, I wasn't looking forward to my meals, you know, right. and, you know, meals aren't necessarily supposed to be an amusement park ride. But hey, <laughs> if, it, if it's one more thing you can look forward to. Right. I like that great. analogy. That's great. <laughs> um, so unfortunately, uh, I think that's been the case for me. Well, hey, for me, too. Amusement park. Yeah. for me, too, you know, my, and, you know, like I'll put together some pretty boring meals for myself, like boiled chicken, chicken and rice, rice and a vegetable. And my wife will be like, you know, aren't you bored of this? And I'm kind of yeah. like, no, I'm eating carbs again. Like I don't right. mind. This is great yeah. for me. So that, that was a game changer for me. Like realizing the importance of certain foods that have been demonized before that I could incorporate them back now. Yeah. That was a game changer for me. Um, so my other tip is to download my fitness pal or another app where you can keep track of your calories that was another game changer because if you for if me you, too oh yeah because if you don't you know you don't know how much a nutrigrain bar really is. <laughs> right you know, how many of us you know make that decision to eat that bar based on the nutritional statistics on the you know on the back yeah. of the you're just hungry you tear it open and you scarf it down you know right so in that, fact that, you need three of them <laughs> yeah. so that was another big thing for me because for me a few few years ago i downloaded uh, my fitness pal mm -hmm. and just from that alone just keeping track of my calories like i lost weight not a ton Absolutely. of weight Absolutely. but i lost weight yeah and so that told me that i need to be more mindful that's another tool I think that helps you be more mindful of what you're doing. And, you know, when you think about it, what is mindfulness? It's just paying attention. Right. It comes down to Absolutely. It. It's just paying attention. Yeah. So you're paying attention to what you're eating. Now, if you're logging that in, alone, it can change everything. Yeah. 
you're logging in the uh, gummy bears and the cheeseburger and French fries, and you see it on this app. And I use my fitness pal and that has helped me lose weight as well. Um, You start making without even focusing on a diet, you start like looking at those things and not that you feel bad about yourself, but you start making healthier choices and healthier decisions and being mindful about the things that you're putting into your body. When you go out to the grocery store, you start to look at, well, you know, should I get these Nutrigram bars or, or maybe I can get, you know, a sack of apples and they can be just as good. In fact, the apple is, you know, 43 calories in comparison to the Nutrigram bar at 210 and it fills you up a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you feel better about what you're doing, what you're putting into your body. And then you, you notice by eating healthier foods, not that you have to eat healthy all the time, mm-hmm. but um, you, you have, better sleep, uh, more energy. Uh, and even in your exercise, you find yourself able to, you know, have more endurance, have more strength, uh, have improved gains, uh, do and perform better on runs and things just by the foods that you eat. Weight loss really happens, uh, in the kitchen by monitoring the calories that you're putting in. Look, that's the bottom line. You know, it, the calories out have to be more than the calories in if you want to be able to maintain uh, your weight, equation. regardless of what exercises you're doing. Yeah, and you're only as good as the fuel as you know you're you're utilizing. Absolutely. Um, so that for me, that was a game changer. So that's that's another tip that I really think you got to. We have we have this technology. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's use it instead of you know. Let's use it for good instead of evil. Absolutely. Yeah. we're using it for evil let's let's use it for good let's utilize it it's a utility so yeah. let's let's do that I and mean, so downloading yeah. it, there's a bunch of apps free right that you can download and, and it's really easy to do i mean once you get the hang of inputting it you know or you know putting it into the to the app i mean it saves what you're eating you could even scan barcodes on things i mean they make it uh, so easy for you before we had all these apps, I remember because I had done personal training years ago and then I, I, it fell by the wayside and then I've since uh, picked it back up and have been uh, providing uh, uh, personal training and strength training and strength and conditioning training in particular because uh, that's what I'm really passionate about. Um, and I've had some of my uh, charges, so to speak, uh, clients uh, take pictures of the food that they're eating and then they can scroll through their pictures. And you know, when you have something that's unhealthy, you know, even though uh, it might look really tasty like that pizza, but when you start seeing like the fried and um, um, heavy carb food and loaded down cheeseburgers and things like that, uh, in comparison to the healthier meals that might not look as appetizing, but um, there's just like, there's this thing that's triggered in your brain about, you know, hey, I ate that whatever it was, piece of fish with, you know, broccoli and some risotto or something might not be as delicious as that, uh, uh, steak and potatoes, but you know, I, I did something really healthy for myself and it shows, I mean, we're such a digital, um, pictures and videos and things type of society now that, uh, that can also be helpful in addition to the, my fitness pal, um, Mm -hmm. uh, or my plate or whatever it is, just logging in and being more mindful uh, of it. It, 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 uh, it really helps. Yeah, I think, so. uh, I was going to say, uh, probably number one, uh, a tip for me is to drink water. Mm. Um, 
number one, I, I, I was a big fan of Coca-Cola, uh, just soda in general. And I mean, I would drink, you know, five or six Cokes a day just by taking out the soda and drinking water. And I have some of the sparkling waters too, like, you know, uh, um, Polar or LaCroix or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. just because I need to have that bubbly kind of taste. Mm -hmm. um, but just getting rid of the soda, I mean, you start dropping weight like it, like it's like it's crazy. Yeah. You don't realize how many calories you're actually consuming by drinking things yeah. like juices and sodas and energy drinks, especially. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be um, consuming sugars, you might as well consume, you know, sugars with some nutritional value to them, um, you know, because Coca-Cola is just, you know, they're, they're empty calories. Yeah. You know? um, but uh, so tip wise, yeah, I think downloading an app is uh, that, 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 cha that changed things for me, mm -hmm. you know? Um, you know, one of the other things that I think for a long time, I couldn't find an exercise that I actually enjoyed or liked, or that I found something likable about it. Yeah. Um, and I think I have found that with weight training. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't love it. Sometimes I don't look forward to it. Sometimes I don't want to do it. Oftentimes I don't want to do it. You know, oftentimes yeah. I'll get to the gym and I'm kind of like, <laughs> oh man, I got a, I got an hour of hell ahead of me. You know, right. I really yeah. don't want to do that. But once I walk in the door and you know, I kind of put my stuff in the locker. That just kind of goes away and I just kind of right. get to it, you know? And I, I think that comes with when you, when you do something you don't want to do over and over again, um, you develop discipline. And I think right. once you do that, you, you transcend the suffering. Like it just yeah. doesn't matter anymore as much. Once your, your system gets used to the pain and the right. you know the strenuous nature of what you're doing you condition yourself right and it doesn't i don't know you don't think about it as much it doesn't matter as much i think well you develop uh, a resilience yeah that not only is for that hour in the gym or half hour or whatever but that carries on to other parts of your life mm -hmm. uh, amazing like magical it, yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, I'd say that's probably another tip of mine too. to find something that you enjoy. You know, a therapist yeah. told me that once. He was kind of yeah. like, you know, you got to find something you enjoy doing in terms of physical activity, whether it's softball or right. swimming or gymnastics or something, because if you don't enjoy doing it, you're probably not going to do it. You're going to mm -hmm. be forcing yourself to do this thing every day that you don't want to do and eventually you're probably not going to do it anymore right um it, i was going to say um important to sort of log in your progress with whatever it is that you're doing so that you can see if you're increasing the weights or you're running for a longer distance any way that you can uh log that in whether it's a logbook or an app that you you know log stuff into mm -hmm. uh that has also helped uh me and and others um, stay motivated during the process because there are days when you feel really good and you're excited and you feel strong. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's other days where you just feel like you're sucking wind and you just feel like uh, a bag of trash and you're just like, 
not today. Today's not my day, you know. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of been my journey, and you know, I hope that that was helpful to, to hear about, and I think, you know, the listeners um, benefit from some of that. Absolutely, and I really always enjoy uh, talking with you, and uh, um, we're going to be doing more conversations like this because I know we have other topics that we uh, discuss that uh, I'm really intrigued with doing. So uh, uh, stay tuned for more. Uh, to uh, uh, rehash some of the tips that we went over, um, uh, drinking water, um, making sure that you're consuming water and not drinking a lot of your calories, um, not to focus on a particular diet, but to log in the calories via some sort of app or logbook or even taking pictures, uh, such as like MyFitnessPal, logging in everything that you're putting into your body. What's cool about FitnessPal, side note, is that um, if you input your information, your height, weight, age, and how much weight you'd like to lose, you know, between one to two pounds uh, per week, which is what is safe and recommended and healthy. Um, it'll give you the breakdown, okay, this is how many calories um, you need to stay under in order to achieve that, you know, so you go right up to a right around that. Of course, if you exercise, you can um, add calories back in because you, then you're creating this deficit. Um, uh, but uh, I think that that's a really cool feature because then you start to see as you're approaching that limit, you didn't realize that um, uh, those 10 Oreos, you know, were almost 500 calories, you know. Um, so logging in your calories, uh, more and more important than actually trying to go on one specific uh, diet, uh, finding something that you enjoy doing in the realm of exercise that you can be disciplined about and having a, a, a schedule uh, throughout the day to help uh, boost your resilience. And the, the fact that exercise uh, and, and fitness in general uh, can be a very mindful and also meditative practice. Uh, that can help you reduce stress, anxiety, uh, give you the motivation where if you have some depression, maybe you're finding it difficult to, to have that, um, to normalize your mood uh, and to help put you in the present moment. Um, and uh, I think that was, that was pretty much um, it. I don't think I had anything uh, else. Yeah. That was it. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add to uh, to those to recap? No, I think that pretty much uh, pretty much covers it. It was uh, it was good talking with you today, and I'm excited about some of the other topics that um, you know we might cover here. Me too, brother. All right. Well, um, without further ado, uh, stay tuned for more action. I'm gonna play our uh, closing theme, and then I'll say goodbye to Mike, and I'll see you guys on the next go round.